But I am sitting here stressing out, um, as I don't really like to do during a podcast recording. I mean, cake is just flavored cake flavor, isn't it? I mean, that's like... What? <laughs> what? What is cake flavor, Lolita? What is that? Oh. Just cake. Like when you go to the store and buy like, a, you know, you're, you're like a pound cake. Oh, you, I, I wish audience at home, I wish you could see Chelsea's face right now. <laughs> If we make it to the end of this podcast, it's going to be a miracle because I have sunk so low in everybody's estimation right now. Um, You you go to the store and you just buy like a yellow cake. They call it pound cake. I think in England, I don't know what they call it here. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yellow cake. Yellow cake flavor. What's the flavor of that? Well, yellow cake is, yeah, that's like a pound cake. So that you're right. Like that one is... Wow. The kind of cake flavor. Like, yeah. (laughs) Welcome to our podcast, We Heart Mom Jokes. I'm Lalita. I'm the queer mom of a 15-year-old, a single mother by choice, and a comic. And I'm Smitha. I'm also a comic, and I'm also a mother of two, a five-year-old and a three-year-old. And me and Lalita met doing stand-up comedy. And when the pandemic started about 4,500 years ago, we decided to start this podcast because we were wondering... How are other parents managing during the pandemic? Are they finding it as difficult as we do? And what are they doing to manage? So we decided to ask some people that we really like talking to other comics. Other comics! Yes! So today's guest, I'm very excited to introduce her. Chelsea Beers. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, yeah. You pronounce it like fierce with a B. Oh, great. Fierce with a B. I love Mm -hmm. that. I love that. So Beers. She's a a Bay Area comic, and listen to this, okay? She got third place in the 45th annual SF Comedy Competition. So she's placed. We're talking to comedy royalty here today, okay? All right, sit up in your seats a little better, people. Okay, show some respect. She performs all over the Bay Area, and she's also a business owner, okay? So really, we mean... We mean BS with an F, fierce with a B, because, you know, it's a cake business. Chelsea got cakes. So, you know, she's got cakes and jokes. (laughs) Welcome, Chelsea. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. This is awesome. This is awesome. So as usual, we're going to start our podcast with a clip from Chelsea. She's going to talk about her life experience in her own words. I'm not black and half white, but because my mom's black growing up, I did get beat. That's true. Totally true. And hilarious to you, apparently. Chelsea. So tell us more. Tell us more. Uh, I am. I, I feel like I need to bring that up on stage because I've been mistaken for every race possible. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like just being completely ethnically ambiguous. It's great yeah. for casting, like doing theater and commercials and stuff like that in, in the acting world. Great. 
it's perfect. Uh, mm -hmm. On stage, it's just something to make fun of, you know? So yeah, biracial, I have a black mom, white dad. And so I talk mm -hmm. about that, how it's mm -hmm. the weird combination. It's usually you see the other way around. And mm -hmm. so I talk about that a lot and, and just the differences and growing up with biracial parents. So it's, it's fun. I think it's fun. Yeah. And I, yeah. I have a kid. And so I talk about, I mean, obviously I'm on this podcast, but I have a son mm -hmm. and, um, you know, growing up, you know, I always knew regardless of who I marry or end up with or have a kid with, our kid is going to be biracial regardless. And, you know, we're gonna mix. keep it going. I love that. I just want, I just hope that in like 50 years, everyone is just like, a slightly tan beige paint chip like you know that's it right when you look at the paint chips it's all I love that <laughs> pointing towards the middle yeah you know, I, as, as you know I'm Indian and I'm brown as well and I love that you know that you said that you can be any race I call it miscellaneous brown where it kind of almost depends on on the context you're in like yeah. most places you can blend in maybe some places in East Asia not really but everywhere else kind of yeah I like that miscellaneous miscellaneous brown because I'm yeah. definitely one of those people you know when you have to fill out those forms mm -hmm. when it's like are you white are you better that I always find the other one like mm -hmm. where's just the other box like let me just okay. let's skip all of this and if it's not there I write it in I'm like is this is this allowed I don't know I'm yeah <laughs> take that census okay I'll tell you what I am so the reason there was so much uh controversy around the 2020 presidential election was that some people were starting to put other in the ethnic uh, category and this completely threw the machines and Chelsea congratulations 6th of January it started you found out on the we heart mom jokes podcast this is where it started <laughs> some would call it revolutionary I mean it's fine yeah it's all right. yeah you know I, I love the idea of having a world where everybody just is in the other box I mean these boxes are so stupid to begin with right it's uh. Yeah. I mean, like, what are you going to do with that information? Right. Right. You know, yeah. Unless you're like super, like, I don't know. I don't, no, I don't know. I'm, I can't even think of what, unless it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Stop asking me meaningless questions. Stop yeah, putting exactly. me in the box. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. As you can see, we are unpacking a lot here today. Um, right. <laughs> we, we are deep real quick. <laughs> we jumped right in. <laughs> yeah, you know, dear listeners, call in and tell us how you feel about race in this in this year of our Lord, twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, because my kids are biracial, and I have a bit where I talk about how, like, as the darker mom of biracial kids, because um, the other half is white, I have to be like, I'm not the nanny. Uh, don't assume that about me. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it happened to me once before, which was kind of an awkward experience. But he, okay, get, get this, okay? The really awkward thing was the person who assumed I was not their mother was also a minority. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow, so. that's, yeah, that usually doesn't happen. Yeah, so my mom definitely has gotten uh, mistaken as, um, yeah, the nanny, you know, uh -huh. stuff like that. My sister's very light-skinned, you know, mm -hmm. um, we have similar textures of hair, you know, but other okay. than that, she could pass for white, you know? And so mm -hmm. as her big sister, I had to, I had to, you know, totally capitalize that on, on that when we were growing up, you know, it's like, I had to just really make her cry. I was a horrible big sister. It's fine. We're friends now. Um, but quiet, legally, have you heard of this 
I, there's this thing I call mixed race math. Have you heard of it? Where like when people see a mixed race child, they quickly look around to see the parents and then they do like the, okay, subtract, average, add. Okay, I understand this. And so you can see people's eyes like searching for the math. You know, how does this child look like That's this? That's funny. And it's probably so like, it's just um, subconscious oh. trying to figure it out. My yeah. mom uh, made shirts for herself that actually say granny, not nanny on it. So that- oh, <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I love that. She has a sense of humor. I like oh, that. Oh, she's oh, she's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and she has a bumper sticker on her car. It says granny not nanny. And so it just like came became her little slogan and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was really cute. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Do we, <laughs> Chelsea, do you think I mean, yes, it's subconscious. The and uh, Smith that I have to say, the what do you call it? The uh, ethnic mixed, ambiguity math. That oh, sounds like a very math. I mean, I know we're not doing racial profiling on this podcast today, but I yes. mean, that yes. sounds very Indian. I have to say that did you have to bring math into, we're 10 minutes into it and we're already talking about math. I mean, really? Come on, this is like simple addition and division. Like we're not even getting into like, you know, I don't know. But I think these boxes that we have to complete on these forms reifies it, right? I mean, I, I think yeah. there is something about categorizing people that we maybe it's a little bit tribal, but yeah. then, you know, paperwork continuously reinforces this idea that we have to be in these little categories. And yeah. then that sparks yeah. all this curiosity, like what are people made up of? Yeah. Right, right. And I like, I, I guess I can understand them wanting to know demographically who yeah. is, who they're, you know, targeting and stuff like that. But I don't know. You just, I don't, I don't know, especially like, why do we, I feel like it's just an aid, uh, an aged or dated, you know, kind of information. Why do we need that? You know, yeah. right. especially when you have to fill out those surveys for things that don't really matter. It's like, I just turn my electricity on. Like, why do you need to know? <laughs> yes. you, you know, like, yes. <laughs> yeah 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 right (laughs) right right Kelsey do people ask you where you're from is it does it get that bad or is it not that bad because you are um very um in terms of these boxes you're very quote-unquote ambiguous looking so I'm curious how that plays out in real life well yeah actually I wanted to ask this group because I think it's a safe space when is it okay to ask where someone is from never okay I, I I guess it depends on who is asking it and in what context, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, okay, I get a lot of people that ask me where I'm from after they see me on stage, because mm, okay. when I'm on stage, I'm insanely energetic and I'm very in your face and people have mm-hmm. called me aggressive every mm-hmm. single show that I've Ugh. done because I'm very, I'm a lot, I'm a lot. Uh, and when they get off stage, they always ask me where I'm from because they're like, you have to be from New York, you know, like it's, it's oh. like, because I have that energy, you know? And so, um, so in, in things like that, I think it's interesting because they're trying to place it, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, people assume in, especially in New York, when I lived there, people assumed that I was, um, you know, um, some branch of hispanic or spanish or you know something mm-hmm. yeah uh, because and they would just assume it and then just start talking to me in spanish and i'm like <laughs> no, no. 
I love that you just gave this rabbit in the headlights look. I, I love that when people are like, this is your language, now I will speak it to you. And exactly, like, yeah. Especially, yeah, because I lived in Washington Heights. And so, you know, that it's a huge, you know, um, culture up there. And they, uh, they, especially older women, you yeah. know, these grandmothers and stuff who've lived there their entire life would just yeah. start talking to me when I didn't speak Spanish. I'm like, I don't speak Spanish. And then they'd get mad at me. Like I'm turning on my culture and I'm like, it's not my culture. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But you, you have you a know. Cuban vibe. I can totally see that Chelsea. I, yeah. 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 People. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or, you know, Colombian or, you know, Puerto Rican, like I get all of those, you know, Ooh. Yeah. To go back to your question, Smitha, of when it's uh, okay to ask people where they're from, I'm going to say on the third date. I love that. But <laughs> not before that. You know, for me, the question is, so the interesting part is they don't ask me that question. They ask oh. me, what's your accent? Because I feel oh. that the question of where someone's from is driven by skin color, which is why I find it an offensive question. Ooh. I never <laughs> am asked. Where am I from? It's like, what's I, your accent? I totally hear that. That makes complete sense to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. Which I, is I, why I don't feel it's the right question. I've uh, Because, I mean, when you meet someone in an elevator, I don't think it's an appropriate question. But when you're on the third date, like mm -hmm. when you're trying to find, you know, what, 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 who is this person? When it's more driven by kind of wanting to get to know someone rather than just curiosity. Um, yeah. I, I'll say things like, where did you go to school? Or mm -hmm. maybe what's your ethnic background or something mm -hmm. like that, which is essentially. Yeah. On the census form, which box did you take? You know, that's really, right. here's a form. Could you just fill this out? Which is <laughs> what I do on the second date. So and, then, and then I'll turn on your electricity. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Kelsey, is that how you move from second to third date? Hey, can I turn on your electricity? <laughs> I wouldn't know. I haven't been on a second or third date in months. So, uh, but I, but it's interesting that you say that because, but it's a very specific thing saying on the third date, because I feel like where are you from is one of those like time filling questions that you just throw into a conversation when you don't know the other human very well, you know, like, what do you do for work? You know, what are your hobbies? Where are you from? Like, it's like, these are the questions that you just ask someone when yeah. you don't know them on a personal enough right. level to ask yeah. them questions that they care about, you know? True. Yeah. Or like the sneaky one, where did you grow up? People yeah. People like to sneak that one in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That, that's, yeah my, I, that's my sneak, I think. So when oh. people ask us what we do, do you say, who says comedian? What's the, the first, is that the first answer? Uh, well, no, I have a day job. So it's kind of, we, we defer on this, don't we? You and me, Lalita. <laughs> Well, it depends on the context, I guess. Yeah. 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 So Chelsea, tell us about all your jobs because you've got Chelsea got cakes. I have a lot of jobs. Yeah. Ooh. I have a lot of jobs. Um, I have a five-year-old son, which is like my biggest job on the planet. Oh yes, it is. Uh, right. I have a five-year-old kid, uh, single mom. And Ooh. I, um, and then I own and operate a cake business out of my, out of my house. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's completely me. So I do all, I take all the orders, you know, I bake, I sculpt, I buy all the ingredients. I buy all the packaging. I do all of that stuff. So it's every, it's a one woman operation. Wow. So I do that. Um, and then I also act, uh, I act in like stage plays and, you know, commercials and anything that'll book me for that. Mm -hmm. I, and then I do comedy 
a ton of comedy. I'm a trivia host. Oh. I do trivia multiple times a week. And so I do that as well. I produce a comedy show actually, and now I'm producing two uh, comedy shows. So that's a job in itself. Cause you know, that that's all you, you know, the booking, yeah. the organizing and all the stuff, that's all you. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So I do all of I do wow, you've got like six full uh, six full time jobs. I heard like a two hundred and forty hour work week. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, but it's 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 weird because I, as busy as I am, like that's just how I operate. If my plate's not overflowing, then I don't know how to 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 live. That's just how I am. I'm constantly working. I'm constantly on the go. But also, mm -hmm. I haven't clocked into a job since two thousand thirteen. So I've been my own boss since 2013. And that's like a, a true hustler is just making it work for you. I will create jobs. I will create events and shows so that I can have a livelihood. And that's something I really wanted to teach my son. You know, like yeah. I really did take that sentence, find what you love to do and do it for the rest of your life. Cause you won't work mm -hmm. a day in your life. I took that to heart and I live my life by that honestly is just I find what I do and I've I've turned multiple hobbies into jobs so wow the dream the dream if I might say so you're trying not trying sorry if I might say so you're having your cake and you're eating it too <laughs> sorry guys such a mom joke I, I apologize I had to we have but, a dad joke interfering oh. with the mom joke podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm embarrassed. It's okay. Between this and the, between this and the math thing, it's, you know, I think it's yeah. okay. We're good. Uh, yeah. Can you see the brand emerging Chelsea? But I did want to ask you, what would you say is like the hardest or the most annoying part of baking cakes? Do people call and ask for all kinds of like weird messages and shapes and stuff yeah you know one of the biggest that first of all the baking part i i despise i don't like baking great <laughs> awesome that because doesn't it's, line up at all that's how just, i feel about parenting so i, I just, totally i feel you <laughs> like baking it, it's it's the same thing every time you know mm -hmm. so i get these cake pans and i get the blah, 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 and then i stack it with buttercream blah, blah, blah. so it's really not fun until mm -hmm. I'm decorating that mm -hmm. it's really just kind of, I'm going through the motions, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the cool thing about doing it from home is that I can do it at my own time, you know, yeah. so I can get the cake baked. Great. You know, it's done. Now it's going to uh, cool for an hour. Okay. No problem. And then I can go off and do another job or hang out with my kid or go to the park or do something like that. So I can really make these cakes on my own time and my own terms, which is great. But when it comes to like things that I get like requested for, you know, is, uh, what what annoys me is when they have too many ideas you know mm -hmm. and they're like hey i want to do a cake for this person and their favorite things are uh macaroni and cheese and <laughs> hair gel and uh <laughs> lollipops and dirt and it's like can you put all of those on a cake and i'm like well yeah i mean it's gonna look like trash but yeah sure absolutely don't tell anyone where you got it from so i try I try to kind of, you know, like steer them in the direction. Like, let's have one vision, one, yes. you know, and yeah. if we do have one vision, then we can go with that and make the design fancy and fun and fresh and, you know, new. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that part annoys me. Uh, mm -hmm. one thing I talk about on stage is, um, when <laughs> I get real, I don't think people order custom cakes very often. Like this mm -hmm. is, a, it's usually uh, a, for a very special occasion. It's not yeah. like you make these calls three or four times a week, you know? So they don't know what to ask. 
Granted, mm-hmm. so I know how to, to guide their conversation. So this, I always get this where someone wants a cake, we get through all the design, the quote is fine, they wanna get the cake, no problem, awesome. Okay, send me a deposit and what flavor cake do you want? And this question just sends them into <laughs> frenzy. Just what? Uh, uh, you, and they just, they don't know how to handle it. And it's like, it's just a cake flavor guys. And I don't have like a list of only these flavors I offer. Mm-hmm. Send me a thing. I can read a recipe. I can create a new flavor that I've never done. So send me your flavor options and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. But one, one lady um, you know, uh, it's for her husband. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, yeah, we got all the information. And I said, what flavor cake do you think he'd like? And she goes, oh, um, Ooh, I don't, what flavor cake do you think he would like? And I'm like, honey, <laughs> <laughs> um, if I know your husband's favorite cake flavor, then you have bigger problems in your marriage than ordering <laughs> baked good. <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> like, that probably needs to come from you yeah (laughs) but I am sitting here stressing out um as I don't really like to do during a podcast recording I mean cake is just flavored cake flavor isn't it I mean that's like what (laughs) what what is cake flavor Lily what is that cake like when you go to the store and buy like a you know you're you're like a pound cake I don't know what they call it oh you I I wish audience at home I wish you could see Chelsea's face right now (laughs) if we make it to the end of this podcast it's gonna be a miracle because I have sunk so low in everybody's estimation right now you know when you go to the store and you just buy like a yellow cake they call it pound cake I think in England I don't know what they call it here yeah, I know what you mean. Yellow cake. Yeah. Yellow cake so there's, flavor. There's, What's there's, the flavor of that? Well, yellow cake is yeah, that's like a pound cake. So that you're right. Like that one is wow, the kind of cake flavor. Like yeah, that's, <laughs> yes, <laughs> easy. I mean, no, I'm not justifying what you said at all, but <laughs> but there's but you can go different routes, and usually it's easier for people to choose the cake flavor. That's usually easy, you know. I just came off two and a half years of the keto diets. Wait, you came off it? Yeah, I came off it. Oh, you didn't even know that. That's how no. recent it is. This uh, is major so Chelsea, news. you and I will talk off, off air is what I'm saying. But before I talk to you, I'm going to have to read up on my cake flavors, okay. clearly. Wait, no, can we talk about this keto thing? What happened, Lalita? It was like, this is like a world shifting moment for me because it's kind of like my... I've known you for what, a year and a half. So this is like my definition of you. So if, if like a part of that has fallen off, I need to hear about, I need to process this. Like, well, you can have a little word uh, with my doctor and she was all going on about my cholesterol because apparently that's a thing. Uh, and even though I tried to tell her, you know, you're just buying into some kind of, you know, first world mythology about health. Uh, Mm -hmm. she disagreed with me and so she was like either you go on cholesterol lowering medication or you go off keto and I decided to go off keto and I don't think there's anything unhealthy about keto I loved it Uh, but you do end up eating a lot of animal fat that is kind of built into it and I tried kind of vegan keto but you just end up with nothing to eat you know there's just a limit to how many avocado I love avocados but I have a limit I I hit my avocado wall (laughs) yeah <laughs> yeah vegan keto like i feel like it's basically like 
cardboard or something. Can you like, imagine anybody I, more yeah. annoying? Because I feel in the really annoying <laughs> eater steaks, vegans and people that do keto are kind of neck to neck. Mm. But vegan keto is like, whoa. Like you ascend <laughs> to the next that plane. Of it really appealed to me to be the most annoying person in the Bay Area. I mean, that's quite, that's yeah. quite. I a, believe in you. You could have done it. I be- <laughs> you, could have made it. Yeah. you still can. There's time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Chelsea's like you. Just keep going on about cake flavored cake, and you know you're you're getting there. Yeah, no, but when when you talked about cake flavored cake, I was like, is this Miss Keto talking? Like you just like lost so much touch with the gluten world. No, that's true too. Like... I haven't had a cake in in over two and a half years, so I. Uh... Whoa. Oh, they're still good. Oh, I want to be there when you have your first piece of cake. <laughs> I know. I'm going to be so. Can you imagine can you, your kids? Because you both have little ones yeah. at the end of a birthday party, you know, sugared out. And that's going to be me. That is going to be. Yeah. Think of your little five year old, but in the body of a, let's say, 40 plus. Uh, that's me. <laughs> well, let's let's go. Now that I'm off keto, Smitho, you and I yeah, can let's go, go, eat. go. Go hang out at Chelsea's right. cake. Yeah. Got cakes. <laughs> So if you see a pair of like just out of control women on a crazed sugar high, it's us. Okay, it's just us. I'll tell you right now. You get these the 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 beer. What's that called? You know when it's like these people bike cycling laterally and then they're drinking beer at the same time. I've seen them in San Jose. Um, but it's a big thing in Wisconsin. It's like people sitting in a circle, like almost like around a dinner, like a like a wedding banquet table, but the bike moves forward, right? Everyone's pedaling it. Well, steering. There's one person steering and that's the person that works there. And what's interesting is that they're actually going like bar hopping on those things. So you're sitting there, right? You know, riding a bike in the middle of the street, drinking while going to a bar where you're going to drink and then get back on this bike to bike. drink and then go to another bar like that's oh. what it is that's the- and this is completely legal and it's oh yeah <laughs> yeah those bikes move at like you know such a like a walking pace almost right yeah. like you could get out and jog beside it and be faster uh, yeah exactly you could skip next to it and beat them there without a doubt <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i wonder what the employee who has to steer the bike feels like you're just like sitting on this very very slow bike surrounded by progressively drunker people i don't know it's either a great job or a terrible job I can't. Tell right you. right and i feel like it's something that only comedians could do because it's like yeah. we, can, we can handle drunk people who don't really know where they're going it's like yeah, yeah. we're used to you yeah. yeah yeah they try to heckle us we'll just heckle them back right right <laughs> It sounds like quite a lot of comics I know, actually. Drunk people who don't know where they're going. It's like the pretty average set. (laughs) So tell us about comedy, Chelsea. You say you travel a lot, but then you have your five-year-old. So presumably you're not, quote unquote, on the road. Or do you take him with you? Uh, I have taken, I've taken him to gigs here and there, or if I'm, uh, if I, you know, get a hotel room because the the show's too far away, but he is with his father on the weekends, which really helps me. Oh, wow. He's with his dad every single weekend so that I can, you know, that's when people need cakes for parties and that's when comedy happens. So my weekends are, are stacked, but it's good because then I can be present with my son during the week. So. Wow. It's fantastic. You've got the reverse work week then. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it gets it like Mondays. That's a transition day. We call them transition days when he goes from one parent to the other, you Mm -hmm. know, and we've uh, his dad and I have made it a conscious effort to really just be present with him, you know, like no visitors, no big, crazy plans on transition day, like let him remember 
living with this other parent, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's a different set of rules in this house. And so let him, let him arrive, you know, Mm -hmm. so yeah, just taking that time and really going at his pace and, you know, stuff like that. Now, when he's not around trust, I'm (laughs) 800 miles an hour, you know, but (laughs) when he's around, it's, I really try to take it just one breath at a time and, and slow down and just really embrace that time that I have with him. Well, I love how thoughtful you've been about this whole system, you know? Yeah. Because you you do, you have to build a system, right? Or things just get out of hand. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's, um, and being a single mom is hard enough as it is, but I'm really glad that his dad is so on board with Mm -hmm. me when it comes to the co-parenting. I love that. Oh my God, it's so lovely. Yeah. Okay. This is a complete channel change, but I do want to ask, because at the beginning we mentioned you placed in the 45th annual SF comedy competition. So I I really wanted to ask you about that experience, because that is like one of my dream competitions, like some really famous people have done. So like, really is, it's so impressive. Yeah, Uh, thank you. No, I appreciate it. And that was a competition that I always wanted to be a part of, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to enter into it too early. Cause your, your comedic voice changes, you know, yeah. you know, I'm going into my 14th year of comedy. And so like you, you, your voice changes mm-hmm. and you also get to a point where it's like, you have to trust that you're funny. So if you do derail from your material, mm-hmm. you have to trust that you're funny enough to take them on this journey, but also mm-hmm. uh, smart enough in your, in your comedic you know, life that you can get back Mm. to where you were in your material. And that Mm -hmm. takes a lot of trust and you don't get there overnight. It takes years to get to that point. Mm -hmm. And so I really, really, really wanted to make sure that I was confident in who I was as a comedian before I even applied for that. Now I knew the producer who created this competition 45 years ago. I knew him. I've worked for him multiple times. So And they are always looking for women and they're Mm -hmm. always looking for people of color, always. Mm -hmm. And so I, he messaged me out of nowhere and just said, I really hope that you are applying this year. And I took that and I, I really sat with it for a while because, you know, that I could read into that a couple different ways. You know, it's like, do you want me to apply so that your quota looks better? Do you want Mm -hmm. me to apply because, you know, you need women? Do you want me to apply because you think I'm ready? Like, why do you want me to apply? You know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I did, I applied, I got in and, um, I was nervous. And as the competition progressed, I had no idea that it meant as much to me as it did. Mm. I had no idea. And once I got through the um, preliminary round and moved into the semifinals round. Mm -hmm. So when I got into the semifinals, Mm -hmm. I cried on stage. So the the final 10? Uh Uh-huh, in the, yeah. It's a very subjective art form. And Mm -hmm. if I'm, if you're comparing me to another comedian, No comedian, if you're doing it right, you shouldn't be like anybody else. Right. 
right? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to tell someone else's story. I don't want to sound like somebody else or uses, use somebody else's choice of words or their cadence, or, you know, I, I don't want to sound like anyone else. This is, yeah. these are my words. These are my jokes. These are my experiences. And I want it to come from me and be me. That's it's all me, you know? Yeah. So judging stand-up comedy to me is a very strange beast. Um, yeah. because, I say that to myself when I lose competitions, you know? Yeah. It's because yes. it's so subjective. It's just, it's yeah. so, you know, and there's a list of things that they're judging you on. They're judging you on your stage presence. They're judging you on your audience, uh, response, audience rapport, uh, mm -hmm. material, mm -hmm. um, you know, laughs per minute kind of a thing. It's, <laughs> it's something yeah. that you have to, you have to think about in the preliminaries. You're only doing five minutes mm -hmm. now. It's that sounds simple to some people, but mm -hmm. as a comedian who's 14 years in and I'm comfortable doing 45 minutes on stage right. for me to get across to you that I'm funny and you can trust me and you can, you need to listen to this and I'm going to take you on a journey and I, don't lose me in five minutes mm -hmm. is very oh, difficult. Yeah, it is. It is. It's very difficult. So yeah. the, September of 2021 ended up being one of the toughest months of my life. It was a month long competition mm -hmm. and it was exhausting. I have never, I've never in my life been that tired Wow! because you're traveling every single show. It's back to back to back to back They're you know, four days straight. And every single show is not only in a different city, but a different county. Wow. So, Capital T. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a lot. So, and it's really hard to do comedy when you have a panel of people with clipboards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, might not be just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, oh. it, get, it, it gets in your head. Like it yeah. messes with you you know, mentally, it's a lot. It's not the most lighthearted uh, environment. No, no. But oh. I will tell you one of my most fun sets yeah. of doing comedy was after the competition was over the very first show that I did. Oh, I can imagine. It was a freedom like you have never experienced yeah. in your life. Ooh. Because you know yeah. that first high that you got when you did comedy, like the first couple of times? Oh, yes. You were yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is it. And now I can do comedy for me and for these right. people and have all inhibitions go to the... It was, oh my yeah. gosh. This is what it's yeah. going to be like for me when after two and a half years of keto, I eat my first cake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> moment of freedom yes yes that's yes. and i want to be by myself or with smitha but like somebody yeah. who just knows me for who i am yeah. who doesn't think yeah. it's, gonna, it's not going to be yeah. pretty there's not not going to be no delicate <laughs> flavor are we going to eat lalita cake, cake, cake flavor cake. the cake only flavor, flavor there is <laughs> well, we're super super proud of you yeah, yeah. very yeah. impressed thank you Amazing. so much thank yeah. you it's amazing, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm honored to be a part of it. I'm a part of history now. You know, yeah. like, and I looked up. You know, like how many women have been in the top three, and there have been some heavy hitters. You know, and it's just, it's an honor to be on the same Wikipedia page as them. I guess. <laughs> I love that you are up there. 
I love that. Okay, that's truly wonderful. And I think that's all we have time for. So, so, so thank you so much for sharing these experiences with us. This is just absolutely thrilling. We loved having you on this. Oh show. my gosh, it was such an honor. This was so, it was, it was really nice to just, I love sharing uh, you know, comedic spaces with other women, but also other moms, you know, it's, we all experience stuff and we know, you know, just take life day at a time, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. And that really, yeah. really comes out in comedy and in parenting, you know, so. Seriously. Yeah. It's so many, so much overlap in terms of just doing what you can in the moment, right? Yeah. You show up with your full self and that's that's all you've got. Like it yeah. it may be heard, it may not be, it may land, it may not land, but you're yeah. just there doing your yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, and this is very much what the podcast was meant to be about. Moms, comedians hanging out and just providing hopefully some levity to the audience, which I believe from the feedback we're getting, uh, we achieve. Oh, good. You guys good. This is great. This is great. Thank you so much for having me. So uh, Chelsea, if we want to follow you, see what you're up to, where can we find you? On Instagram, you can find me at Chocnilla. That's C-H-O-C-N-I-L-L-A, which is half chocolate, half vanilla. And actually there, there's a link to Chelsea Got Cakes, which is my cake Instagram page. I also uh, produce a... Um, produce and host and run a game show every Monday evening on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. I won't say the title of that because there's a curse word in it, but uh, it is um, who wrote this and it is a WWTS live. You can find us there. We're on uh, Instagram as well. And you Mm -hmm. can follow that because it's an interactive game show. Everybody can play along Facebook, Chelsea beers. Oh, it's Oh, this is not video. Uh, Chelsea Beers, uh, C-H-E-L-S-E-A-B-A-R-C-E. You can find me on um, Facebook that way as well. What time is it on Chelsea? Uh, It plays at at 6 p.m. every single Monday. This Pacific time. Pacific. Yes, thank you for saying that. Yes, 6 o'clock Pacific. Yeah, because we have listeners all around the world. We've got. We really do. I haven't checked. Is it thirty-four countries? I think our recent new country was Mexico, which we were both very excited about. That's so so great, you guys! (laughs) How many episodes have you done? We've done. You'll be the twenty-second episode. Nice. That's great. We just hit a year in um, October with our game show. So our game show is just over a year old. So happy birthday, game show! You can make it a cake. You guys would love it. You should you should watch and play along. Yeah, I'll make okay. a cake and then not eat it. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> um, okay, Lalita, where can we find you? I'm at Lalita D Comedy. That's D D double E Lalita D Comedy on Instagram and Twitter, and Lalita D on Facebook. And you can find me at Almost Favorite on Twitter and Instagram, and my website is almostfavorite.com. So that's it from us today. And uh, remember, everyone, if you're looking for useful parenting advice, please listen to a different podcast. Okay, that's it.